you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. the flow and the current of the spirit by what is familiar to us and we know that we are under a very defining engagement in heaven this is one of those
season that we operate in has really nothing to do with the calendar. It has to do with the ebb and flow of the Spirit. Do you understand that? And so there's nothing remarkable or defining about the turn of the year as we would traditionally put it. That's not where we as apostolics operate. We operate in a different vein, a different calendar, if you please. We move and flow with an eternal flow with, as the scripture puts, eternity in our hearts. I'm I'm just going to make a few remarks. The Lord has not released me to say anything more or to preach. she was dangerous isn't she awesome thank you thank you thank you insensitive to the Lord I'm not at liberty to go much further than that I saw you in the spirit as angels congregated over this place. It's a strange night for the world. Some will leave happy and some disappointed from different experiences they will have in the next few hours. have entered you have crossed and just stepped over you have if I could say it this way you have trespassed you have trespassed in the sense that Prophetically speaking, you have caused a great, great concern when the enemy came. You have trespassed into territory that Satan had under his power. Come on, let's keep trespassing. Let's keep trespassing. Let's keep trespassing. Remember Siglag, let's keep trespassing. Let's get it all back.
we preached about altering our identity. Saying you got it. My son, if you don't understand it quite what that means, when your identity shifts as you draw into and walk into this season, your authority, your dominion also shifts and increases. I saw authority in this place. I saw dominion in this place in a way I've never seen it in all the years I've been here. And I, I've been here, I think, three times now. There's nothing I need to say to you. There's nothing I need to preach to you. It is just as important for a preacher and his obedience to the Lord to know when to shut up. God knows it's hard for preachers to do that because we love to preach. And I know that some of you came hoping to hear something maybe about God. I hope not me, but maybe from Jesus. And I think you did. Amen. You did so by being exposed to every aspect of this meeting here today, from every song and every moment of worship, every move and flow of the Spirit, every time somebody reached for someone and prayed. Sister Gonzalez, Dylan, Gentry, anyone and everyone. This was your first time here, or you came with a certain expectation that you feel maybe was not met. Let me say this to you. Part of your journey involves understanding the ebb and flow of the Spirit. That God is systematic, as I've said before. That God is indeed very strategic. And He has ushered us into quite a season. The markers that I preached about this morning, I encourage you to look into that because some of you, as early as tonight, when you leave this place, are going to come across your first marker. Your first moment across that door and it's going to be powerful lift your hands as the Lord now releases upon you the virtues of his giftings your hands high and embrace the flow and operation of the word of wisdom, for God will 
speak through you great words of heaven's wisdom as you step into circumstances that were called desperate but the Lord will use you and will speak through you I release the word of wisdom you will speak the counsel of God the wisdom of God and they will know that there is an anointing upon you and they will be drawn to the one who has anointed you Receive this right now. Keep reaching as the word of knowledge is also released right now. Supernatural revelation. In the moment and prophetically, God is releasing the word of knowledge. The word of prophecy. Come on, lift your hands. We're entering into a season where everything uh, that was just a sometime thing is now going to be the norm for CLC. This will be the norm for CLC. The gifts of healing are flowing in a very powerful and unusual way. Some of you are walking in healing right now. The gift of the working of miracles. Come on, reach for everything. Because everything changes on this side. In this new dimension, the application changes. The administration of it changes. You are being released to flow and to operate. Reach for heaven right now. Young people, your generation, I saw you in this corner. The anointing that belongs to you. Lift your hands right now, every one of you. Every young person belonging to this group right here, this category. Young men, young ladies, God has released upon you a double portion. Receive it. You are going to enter into a dimension of of dreams and visions. God is going to wake you up in the night seasons and speak to you and show you who you are and show you what you will do. From every one of you, you are here because God anointed you to live. And what God has anointed to live, nothing can kill.
The gift of faith right now. Reach for the gift of faith. Reach for the gift of faith right now in every dimension. Reach for that gift right now. It is the faith of God expressed through you. It is that it is done faith. It is that it is finished faith. It is the faith that declares the counsel of God is immutable and done. Gift of discerning of spirits, reach your hands up high for this one. You will discern the human spirit on a level you've never seen before. You're going to understand uh, the point of reference from which people operate, uh, and you'll be able to engage with great power and anointing. You will be able to discern the difference between the work of a Holy Ghost uh, and the work of the enemy between light and darkness. Come on, lift your hands. Don't you let it go. Don't you let it go. Your primary responsibility is to continue to cultivate the relationship Continue to seek the depth and the intimacy with him uh, that is necessary. God will be true to his word. He will be true to his word in you and through you. This is the new said he would do. lifted high. Several angels have walked into this place bearing oil. Lift your hands. Worship the Lord. I want you to transition into praying in the spirit right now. The ministry of angels will be a regular occurrence. And it will be flowing regularly in and out of this house. Our intercession and how we pray in the spirit is what's going to empower the angelic realm. Believe it or not, the angelic realm counts on the church, relies on the intercession and the obedience of every intercessor to empower them, to release them. More angels are walking through this place waiting to be dispatched. Do not open your eyes. 
But I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Because there are some situations uh, that they're being dispatched to. They're being sent. And they're taking healing with them. And they're taking deliverance with them. And it's all going to come right back to this building. As people realize that this sanctuary has become the epicenter for the next revival in this region. Go on. You're at the right address. You'll get it. Some of you, don't worry about the, the things that you don't understand. You're going to get it. Just stick around. Just be faithful. Be loyal. Stand your ground. God brought you here for a purpose. You're not here by coincidence. There's something deep taking place in this house. There's a paradigm shift taking place. God is changing your perception. He is changing your perspective. He's starting to show you the power of his word. starting to show you what it means for him to have free expression through you. There is a manifestation of the sons and daughters of God in this next season that is unprecedented. They are going to come to you and ask you, what is it? What do you have? Why do I feel this conviction? Why do I feel drawn to you? Why am I experiencing a sense of God? Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Everything that the enemy has used and tried to use against you, every experience, every adversity, is being now used as a stepping stone to usher you to the place where God has called you. That which was meant for evil, God meant for good. Because he's the only one that can take the worst that can happen to you and bring out the best that can be a part of your 
destiny and your future. Lift your hands right now and receive that. Lift your hands right now and receive that. Do not be a victim. Do not allow yourself to be victimized by your very feelings and your emotions. The Lord has given you an anointing to overcome, to rise above it, to be more than a conqueror. Lastly, and I'll hand it over to the bishop. We have believed falsehoods about the operation of generational spirits in our lives. Because we accept information but don't find its validation in scripture, at least not as it applies to us who walk in the grace and dispensation of the church. I want somebody to hear this. Stop afflicting yourself with stuff that afflicted a different dispensation of people and believers. Stop giving authority to the enemy where he has no jurisdiction. Listen very carefully. We have believed for too long that generational spirits have access into this grace. Give me Bible. As it applies to the church, there is none. We have allowed deceptive voices. This is why we cannot embrace what we hear. We cannot take it at face value and accept it as truth and validate it. There are no spirits of infirmity that have true access 
into the church. Listen very carefully. If you have been taught through the years and you've believed it to be so, you've believed the lie. I need you to understand this. It's been misinterpreted. There is no precedent for that. Not after Pentecost. Not to the church. We have allowed the enemy access to stuff he never had the right to. You just heard the War Department say, that's my wife. There are things we need to revisit all of these things, these mindsets and these paradigms. I wish you'd understand we afflict ourselves with more falsehoods that we believe to be so and to be true. Where did they come from? Where did Satan get such power in the church? I don't see it in the book, but we believe it because we cross over. And we grab Old Testament stuff, even in the New Testament before Pentecost. And we grab all of those scenarios. And we forget they were not the church. We're the church. We have dominion over that. They could not be made perfect without us. They were still under the old covenant. We are under a new covenant. Don't give the devil power. He does not have. Don't give him jurisdiction. He does not have. I will take anyone to task on that. We walk in dominion. It's a shift. It's a new season. Listen. Very carefully. On your ignorance of the word. And it will cause you to distort it and manipulate it and victimize yourself when he knows it's not even true. And that he's allowed, you somehow allowed it to become a truth for you. And Satan says, Wow, I don't even believe that. But since they do, go ahead and take my word. No more. I said no more. I speak prophetic no more. No more. That door is shut. In this season, I'll say it again until you're sick and tired of hearing me say it. We are going to walk in full dominion in full authority, in fellowship with God, full power. We even take the experiences in the book of Acts and we forget. Everything that went down there wasn't going down in the church. It was the church going after it. Listen. And so your assignment in this next season, if nothing else, 
is to let hell know that you know. And it's to let hell know what your name is. the angels as they lift their swords because there's revelation in the house. You are getting a salute from the armies of heaven because there's revelation in the house.
moments after service began, I received a text message from Brother Tony Coffinberry, and they were rushing his son Hudson, his grandson Hudson, which is his daughter's son, baby, to the hospital because he was having difficulty breathing. And I could sense the urgency in the request. Service was moving. I didn't feel to disrupt service, and I just stopped where I was and prayed. I told Brother Coffinberry that I was going to have the church pray, but what I want to say to you is what we're about to do is only formality. And that is that we're going to do what I told Brother Coffinberry we're going to do because I said this is what we're going to do, and this is formality. But the moment that I prayed and committed that we were going to pray as a church together, I felt the Lord speak to me and say, I have already dispatched angels to where the baby is. But, but I felt the Lord say, but follow through with the formality. I wasn't sure what that nudge I felt was about. And my mind went to Acts chapter 19 where they brought the sick unto the Apostle Paul and all manner of diseases and sicknesses were healed and devils were cast out. And they brought so many to him until they actually took parts of aprons and cloths and papers and the Bible says God wrought special miracles at the hands of Paul. Now, did God need cloths and paper and, and did he need that to perform the miracle? No, neither does God need record books. But we need to know, we human needs to know that God has record books. So we know that God hasn't forgotten because we are forgetful and we charge that to God, but God's not forgetful. So he says, I'll go ahead and have some record books, but not because I'm forgetful, because I have graven thee in the palm of my hands and thy walls are ever before me. And here's what I want to do tonight. I've asked Brother... Kutzman and Brother Newcomer to help me tonight. At prayer Monday night, those of you who were here know we prayed for two or three hundred cloths. Now, I probably don't have enough for everybody to take multiple. But if you're here tonight and you know someone who needs a miracle in their life, who needs a healing in their life, I want you to come up here in just a moment. When I release you, I want you to come up and I want you to take one of these. Now here, it doesn't do any good just to take it. But you have to activate with it. You have to operate with it. Now, there's nothing magical in those cloths. Nothing magical in the oil that we put on those cloths. But it was obedience and a pattern of Scripture that we anointed those cloths with oil and Holy Ghost filled people that are 
on fire and in the middle of fasting and praying and ministers and our leaders and workers here all laid hands on these cloths. They've already been prayed over. Wednesday night, Tuesday, I reached over to pick up some shoes and my back went out immediately. And I was in trouble. I was in a great deal of pain. I could barely get around on Wednesday. Wednesday night after church, I walked in and Sister Jamie said, here, Pastor, we have something for you. Wasn't that you, Sister Jamie? said, here, Pastor, we have something for you. And she handed me a cloth and she said, you weren't in here for us to be able to anoint. And so the children anointed a cloth in the stead of you being in the room tonight. And she said, this is for you. And I said, I'm going to take that. And I folded it and I put it in my wallet and I put it in my hip pocket. And I said, Sister Jamie, I'm going to put this about as close to the spot on my back that I can possibly put there. Now, I've wrestled, those of you that know, know I've wrestled with back conditions for about 25 years. Surgery about six years ago. About a year and a half recovery, and I've done well for the last four, four and a half years. This is the first major injury that I've had to my back, and I knew it was a major setback, and I had all the signs and symptoms that said that I may very shortly be on my way back to surgery. I couldn't sleep at night, numbness in my feet, numbness in my legs, severe pain down my back. And this morning I walked in, and I, I was standing here in the front. It was before I ever came up onto the platform. Somebody, I don't even know who, Dylan, somebody said, reach over and connect with your neighbor. Bishop reached over and he laid his hand right on the spot. And we just prayed. And I was a little delayed getting up here. And when they called me to come up, I ran up on the platform and ran over here. I didn't pay any attention to what had happened. I came down and Chelsea looked at me and she said, you worried me when you ran up there and all of a sudden I realized I don't have any pain in my back. Now, do I believe it's because I folded a piece of cloth and put in my wallet? Nothing magical about that. But there were some children in kids' prayer that prayed the, the prayer of faith. Now, now, here's why I put it in my wallet, because I have to pull that thing out all the time. I'm married, you know. And every time I pull my wallet out and open it, there's that prayer cloth trying to fall out of my wallet and I'm having to grab it. And it serves as a reminder that Wednesday night a group of children prayed over me. God didn't need reminded. I need reminded that somebody's prayed. Somebody's prayed. Somebody's prayed. If you know somebody that needs a miracle in their life, Maybe it's salvation, maybe it's healing, maybe it's relational, maybe it's financial. And you will be bold enough. Now, if you're not going to be bold enough to do this, don't come take one. We, we'll, just, we'll just keep it. But if you would be bold enough, and God's already laid somebody on your heart, and you'll take one of these and say, look, man, there's nothing magical about this, but this is a reminder for you, and I want you to take this because I want you to be reminded that the church is praying for you.
Now, around my house, let me tell you what this looks like. I decide I'm going to be a good husband and start to change pillowcases, and I rip off a pillowcase, and I have to catch a prayer cloth because my wife has prayed over them and stuck them in the pillow so I'll rest at night. And I go to clean up my truck, and I open a compartment somewhere, and there's a prayer cloth. Am I wrong, Gentry? Is it because we believe in the magic cloth? Absolutely not, but we believe in a powerful God. And sometimes I need reminded that somebody's praying. And I want you to take a prayer cloth and I want you to take it to that person, wherever it is. Maybe it's you that needs it in your life and you need reminded every day, I'm going to overcome this addiction. I just felt the nudge of the Holy Ghost right there. I'm going to I'm going to walk in victory. What the devil's been speaking to my mind, I'm going to overcome it. I've got a prayer cloth, and it's going to bring me back to this service, this moment, the words that Bishop and Sister Bishop spoke over this house tonight. And I'm re- receiving it and accepting it and walking in it. Now, we're going to pray for Brother Coffinberry's grandbaby Hudson. And we're going to pray over Brother Coffinberry and family. And if you have a need in your life, I want you to dash up here. Brother Koontzman's on my right. Brother Newcomer's on my left. And we'll give them out until they're gone. But if you want one of these prayer cloths tonight, and you will take it to somebody, and you will say, this is a point of contact and faith, and I want you to know we're praying. And if you'd like to come and experience what God is doing in the church, You're welcome to be at church with me Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, or I'll just show up on Monday, Tuesday if you want to come. Lift your hands toward heaven right now. God, I speak against all fear that is in the family right now of the coffin berries. Lord, you have already spoken your word to me that you have sent angels ahead. Lord, I speak healing over Hudson right now and I speak salvation over the family members that are in need right now of salvation. And I speak renewal and refreshing over Brother and Sister Coffinberry right now. God, I speak peace in their home, in their family, and in their life. And over every person that has taken a bold step tonight, to grab a prayer cloth, Lord, I pray that this serve as a reminder to them over the next week that you are going to do impossible miracles, special miracles, because of the commitment that they are making right now to take action on what they have received this weekend. Right now, in the name of Jesus, do it, God. Come on, lift your voice in worship and praise. Lift your voice in worship and praise right now. Lift your voice in worship and praise. Yes. Come grab a prayer cloth.
God's not done just yet. God's not done just yet. Come on, worship team, get up here and get ready. You got one more song in you tonight. How many of you think the worship team has one more song in them tonight? We'll go home in a little while. God's not finished. He's still working on some folks. Come on and grab a prayer cloth tonight. If you'll take action on it, if you'll take action on it, don't come just grab one from me, but if you'll take action on it. Sister McDonald just testified of the fact that Wednesday night, Nick took a prayer cloth. Monday night. Monday night. Nick took one of these prayer cloths that were prayed over at prayer. Her mother was having to have a heart procedure done. When they went and they, they looked at the heart, they said that a part of the heart was dead. Sister McDonald said, I refuse to accept the fact that it was dead. I said it was just asleep. They took that prayer cloth. They weren't allowed to touch her mother, but she took that prayer cloth and she laid it on her mother anyway and prayed over her. They went in and did the surgery and they said, it's not quite as bad as what we thought it was going to be, but she is going to have, a pace, have to have a pacemaker. In the, they couldn't get the heart to start back, to go back in rhythm. While she was sitting in church and they were singing about miracles, a text message came through on her watch, and it said she does not have to have a pacemaker. The heart has gone back into rhythm. That is the power. Miracles are taking place. While she was giving the report, Brother Coffinberry just texted me and said the doctor believes he only has the croup, giving him a steroid. He's not even running a fever, seems in good spirits. Somebody give God praise right now. You can't make these kind of things up. Come on, give God praise. 